Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, coming at you tonight on this very snowy-ass evening. Not for my guest, though, because <laughs> she's all the way out in Arizona. Um, and uh, I'm joined by a wonderful little soul who uh, does flow art and very passionate about yoga. Uh, she's really into... Um, uh, you like festivals, don't you? You go to a lot of festivals normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we're going to drink some alcohol and uh, shoot the shit and talk about uh, why we do what we do here. So Kat Ingalls, thank you for joining me tonight. Of course. Very excited to be here. Oh, yeah. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, can't complain. 78 degrees out today. Good. <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> you're actually what's funny is you're actually the second guest like you're only my I count you're only my fifth guest back uh since i resumed but you're already the second person i've interviewed who lives in arizona right now oh, no. and uh yeah i my guest the other night was like yeah it's like 70 and i have the screen door open and shit i'm like yeah we got a fucking blizzard this week yeah, my dad sent me pictures already. He lives um, up by Appleton, so they're getting it pretty hard right now, and I just feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, we do it to ourselves by staying in the exact same place uh, year after year, us in the, the beer-soaked tundra, as they call it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it makes no difference to me. I, I just sit here and I do the show and I drink beer so well my dad also says that the cold builds character so bring tough skin right exactly yeah so Kat um uh how like how was your day today what'd you do it was pretty chill um I ran some errands um yeah hung out at the crib did some cleaning that's pretty much it sure standard uh Standard weekday, sounds like. Right, yeah. I got you. What about uh, you? Man, what did I do today? Uh, did some breaking entering writing this morning. Um, things are finally kind of quieting down. You know, everyone drops music at the beginning of the year. So people are finally starting to like settle down a little bit. So my workload's a little bit lighter. Uh, I went to my uh, work to go get quarters because it's laundry day mm. and nowhere you can't get quarters fucking anywhere. There's like this coin shortage going on. Yeah. Um, which is really inconvenient. Um, but so I walked like 20 minutes uh, to my work and back to, just to get quarters. And then I laid in bed, listened to some ambient music uh caught up with a friend and here we are oh well i'm sorry you had to walk out in the cold that's a bummer uh well it's i i got out before the the big storm hit though at least you know okay that's not too bad but it's interesting that your laundry still uses quarters i feel like most places do like the card thing now yeah, well, this this building is like so old school, you know. Like, there's like a notice for tenants down there from like 2010. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Yeah, it's just like some like old Sherwood guy who owns the building. So I don't really count on him to be with the times. But anyway, um, so uh, it appears uh, we got some, you've got a, a whole squad behind you over there. You want to introduce your friends? Sure. Here. I'll bring them all down. Okay. okay, these are just some, I have a couple more. Um, this is Signore Paolo. He's a pistachio macaron. Love it. Yes, this is Evie, of course. We're all familiar. Yeah. Um, this is Fern. He's a red panda. Mostly mm. boys, I suppose. So cute. Um, this is Ricardo, my unicorn. <laughs> nice. And Fudge, the moose. <laughs> Dude, shout out my boy Fudge. Yeah, he's the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, well, you got a new one just today, oh, yeah. you? This is Lorraine. She's my lemon <laughs> friend. Look at the lemon, guys. Look at the lemon, bro. <laughs> I literally screamed when I saw it in the store, like an audible, like, scream. And I just knew she had to come home. Dude, with me, you know? that's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, she was just, she was just waiting for you to, yeah. to, to like claim her. And now right. she has all these friends. So right. a whole family. Love that. Yeah. That's cute. I used to, my sister and I used to collect Beanie Babies when we were little and we used to have like wars with them. Like we would scatter all of them out in like my parents' bed and like, they would all start fighting and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're probably, it's probably some collector's items. For real. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. My grandma, like, my whole life collected, like, Barbies. Mm. And she would never let any of us play with them. They, like, stayed in the box. But now, like, on Etsy, like, one of them will go for, like, $400. A word. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just got to find the niche, but. Yeah, oh, yeah that's. Same with like Hot Wheels cars. That was my other thing I collected as a kid, like a lot of Hot Wheels cars. And some of them probably, you know, would go pretty well if like I sold them. But I think I think my mom gave all of our old toys to like Goodwill or some shit. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but hey, at least some kids playing with them now, you know. Right. The continuous cycle. Yeah. That's right. So, Kat, what we talked about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion, So, uh, this is our first time, like, officially meeting, um, which seem, which becomes a trend with this show. Like, you know, especially with, like, you know, quarantine, you know, none of us are really going out right now. And uh, it's been nice, like, you know, connecting with new people and also kind of reconnecting with, like, old friends, like, through this really like shitty and chaotic time but we've been connected on social media for a while and uh uh always got great energy from you um you like uh concerts obviously uh, i've seen you hoop a lot um which we're gonna talk all about um but uh yeah i guess we can start with uh so cat where where'd you grow up i grew up in menasha so it's like in between Nina and Appleton. Fox Valley. Yeah, exactly. I got you. I, I'm somewhat familiar. Um, I'm from Illinois, so no. Oh, okay. 
Like Northern or Southern Illinois? Uh, Chicago suburbs. Okay, cool. But I came up here for UWM uh, in 2014. Uh, what brought you to Milwaukee? Um, I don't know. It was kind of random. I had been coming um, to Milwaukee or Madison pretty much every weekend at that point for concerts and to party. And um, I met a girl at a party and was like, you're cool. Like, let's move in together. And then like a week later, we moved in together and she's now my maid of honor. We've been best friends ever since. Oh, fuck, dude. That's awesome. Congrats, by the way. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Um, that's the, that's definitely like, you know, the power of, of live music is bringing the right people into your life for sure. Um, yeah, well, what's fun. Well, you're such a party girl, you know, (laughs) RIP, RIP no longer. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. Well, you're 25. You're like me now. Are you 25 also? Yeah, I just turned 25 in September. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah same age. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I still, I miss, you know, partying at High Dive and the, the River West, like, scene. Like, there's some great people to party with out here. I miss that. But, totally. But it's, it's a lot more, like, you know, sporadic. And when you do get out and party, it takes the energy out of you. You know yeah I'm like beat like the whole next day I really only go out now for celebratory purposes like someone's birthday or something um but I, I've grown to like love hosting people and like making cocktails yeah. at home and doing stuff like that but I definitely do like reminisce sometimes on some of the crazy times I had in River West and downtown and stuff but it just it's a gift to wake up and feel like you have a clear mind and hydrated, <laughs> ready to take on the day. Absolutely, like totally. I, yeah, like I, I was never much of like you know a night hawk. You know, like I, I wouldn't be the. I would never really try to like stay out till bar close, like a lot of people do. I try to be in bed by like you know twelve thirty one, um, but. Yeah, like I, I do, I value my sleep. I value my morning vitality because it's when I'm most productive. We just got to keep drinking water, you know? Right. Like, I think it's like, party all you want, but just drink water, you know? Oh, no, totally. And it's like amazing to me how many people are like, not about the water life. Like as a server, people are like, not about it. And I'm like, but please, like, this is your third cocktail. Like, please drink this water. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's so weird. It's so whack when you meet someone who doesn't fuck with water. <laughs> How are you alive? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what are you made of? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about live music and, you know, missing it and the role it's played in your life. Um, it's played a huge role in mine, obviously, too. But we'll start here. So, um. I guess, like, what did you kind of, like, really grow up listening to? I mean, I imagine you have a pretty eclectic taste and you're into a lot of different things, but, like, what were some of your, like, first loves in terms of music? 
My first loves were very generic elementary school loves. My first concert was Aaron Carter. My, <laughs> I was seven years old. My second co concert was Hilary Duff, Metamorphosis Tour. So yeah, very into like Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore, you know. What the era? Avril Lavigne. Yeah, Avril Lavigne was the shit for sure. <laughs> Um, but then I kind of started growing out of that, obviously. Um, in middle school, my influences changed. I started hanging out with people who were older than me, um, and that kind of became a trend for the rest of my life, but I picked up a lot from their music tastes. Um, like in middle school, my favorite artists were like Tupac and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and um, then I kind of discovered Led Zeppelin and... Um, through that kind of took a journey into rock and roll. And then in high school, I found EDM mm. through um, actually Wu-Tang instrumentals. Um, on a Pandora once, like a grammatic song came up on a Wu-Tang instrumental like playlist. And I was like, okay, this is like fire. And so I kind of like let that stem out into like Pretty Lights and Grizz and all those other known artists. But yeah, I'm kind of all over the board. I feel that that's dope. Um, it's the best way to be. Um, yeah, Led Zeppelin was like my first love. I didn't really like listen to music like that until I was like 11. And my sister was like, if you want to have friends, then you have to start listening to music. So she out of Led Zeppelin. And uh, my first Zeppelin song was Cashmere. And uh, never looked back. It's I was definitely like a, a kid though that like listened to a lot of songs like over and over again, you know, um, which I'm learning as I grow older, like a lot of people do that, especially yeah. people that like have anxiety. <laughs> right. It's um, like a comfort thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, but totally. yeah, like that's fun. Yeah, like I kind of sort of like got introduced to EDM like around like my senior year of high school. Um, being as like, I was, I lived around the Chicago area, like Lollapalooza was like really big. Like, with yeah, totally. friends. did you ever go? I never went to Lala. I prefer like camping music festivals. I don't sure. like to have to worry about how I'm going to get to point B oh, after yeah. the festival. Like I want to walk to my campsite and knock out, you know? <laughs> That's the worst part of the whole weekend is finding like, you know, a fucking cab. Right. <laughs> Getting to your hotel, finding parking, like all when literally when literally three hundred thousand people are all like pouring out of Grant Park. My gosh. Yeah, that shit was dead. But actually, I never did a camping festival, unfortunately. But my one of my best friends was really into Somerset. Uh, did you ever do that one? That was my first music festival, actually. Oh, dope. It was really fun. I I pretty much went to see Wu-Tang. Um, but yeah, Chance Rapper was there. Um, a lot of really cool EDM artists were there, too. But I was pretty overwhelmed by the police presence. Mm -hmm. And they ruined everything. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Like, um, the music festival, like, coined the name, like, Summer Setup. <laughs> it's good yeah. Right. yeah that's yeah. Not funny 
um didn't that didn't they like stop doing it they did they did yeah um the the town of somerset really never wanted it to be there it's very much like a woodstock thing where they were like no we don't want this but people kept pushing for it um so i don't know i think my favorite music festival was infrasound um yeah that was thrown um at camp ncn the year i went and then it went to a few different locations but it was very like low-key very small very intimate um just really good people good vibes good music oh yeah it's is that one like is it like a like a specific kind of vibe or is it another one with like all sorts of stuff i would say it's more focused on like a specific genre of like um like sci sci trans kind of mm. a little bit of house in there um but very oh. like wubby dubby edm um but yeah hell yeah that's cool i'd fuck with that i've it always wanted really fun. yeah i bet um i've i always like did want to try electric forest yes um and my chance is uh, my friend is getting married there in, oh. I think like 2024 or some shit, I don't know, <laughs> way out there. But I, I've i like promised her, like I'm gonna go and go to Electric Forest. And, you, know. you have to, you'll love it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the pinnacle one. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I'm very much like, I love like the psychedelic nature experience of music. Like it's almost kind of where it's sort of like the environment slash setting that that stuff is like spiritually intended for. That's why I really want to experience it, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, there were times at Electric Forest where I just like broke down crying, just like joy and just happiness. And there was a, a moment when I was there where I kind of, was having not the best time. I got into an argument with a friend and kind of just like sprinted into the forest and like found myself by a tree, like curled up in a ball. And when I came to, like all of these people had like left me like presents, like um, cigarettes and beer and necklaces and like glow sticks and like all of these little treasures <laughs> that I could cute. have when I came to you. And that's just like very, very much so describes like the energy and the love that's there like people have your back no matter what that's so dope that's fucking amazing i love that yeah dope. Well, that's that's really sweet of all those people um, right anything you were able to hold on to like that you still have yeah it's like a weird um like double-ended glow stick it reminded me of a lightsaber it's just like one of those trinkets i just throw in a box and keep forever for no reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have that box right under my laptop right here <laughs> so tight what was your like first um like rave like your first edm show it was pretty lights at Summerfest. That, you know, a lot of people I've met who are like super into EDM, like Pretty Lights was, is, seems to be like a big inception artist, you know, right. like where a lot of people kind of get like, uh, 
ensnared by like you know edm and raves and you know crazy like um experiences like that like pretty lights is a big one people start with it seems it's definitely good as like very introductory to edm like it's not scary like some edm can get throughout the songs it's very easy to listen to very melodic um which i think is what a lot of people can relate to um but yeah i loved it i actually went with my cousin which is very weird <laughs> fun times but yeah that's dope. Well, nice. Um, so, uh, what are like? What are some of your favorite artists that you like? You hold a special place in your heart. Like all genres. Um. Or specifically EDM. I guess like you can start with like all like all genres, and then you can go to like specifically EDM after that. Okay. Well, my three favorite groups of all time are obviously Led Zeppelin, um, A Tribe Called Quest, and Atmosphere. Right. Um, EDM-wise, I really, really love um, Charles the First, um, Edamame, um, and Grammatic. I'll never get over Grammatic. He just has timeless beats, like timeless, timeless. Um, and he was such an innovator for that genre, like as a whole. Um, but yeah, Charles I and Edamame are very like nature inspired, melodic, like you could do yoga to those artists, you know, very chill, um, which is what I've been just more drawn to lately in life. Less of the like hype, like party, high BPM type stuff. <laughs> but yeah. That's tight. I Yeah, I haven't. I know who Grammatic is, but I haven't heard of the other ones, so I'll have to check those out. Yeah, you should. They're awesome. Very, very cool. And interestingly enough, Charles the First has the same last name as me. Really? I sent him a, I think I sent him an Instagram message once and asked him if we were related, but he didn't respond. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> one time, almost, actually like a year ago, I got an email from a guy who has the same name as me, another Ben Slowey. And he was like, dude, I just think it's so cool. We have the same name. Uh, I just wanted to reach out to see if we have anything in common. And I like re replied and he never got back to me. <laughs> I guess we didn't have much in common. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, but. Aw. Well, I, I feel like your name is, Oh, I've never heard anyone having your last name before, but obviously Ben is super common. Oh, uh, Slowey's Irish Catholic, actually. Uh, I'm just, uh, I've seen a couple uh, Slowey's on the internet. Uh, so hey. we're out, we exist, <laughs> we're out here, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, no, that stuff, I, I, I fuck with Grammatic. He was like, my friends are like, when I was, when we were like all 18, like my friends were getting super into EDM and uh, like we started, we would always listen to EDM in the car like every weekend. So Grammatic was on a lot. Um, what's that one song? It's like something jive, like hit that jive, hit yeah, that jive. Hit that, yeah. hit that jive, Jack. 
put it in the bottom. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit bangs. Um, yeah. we, we listen to a lot of Keys and Crates. Okay, that was a vibe, okay. Yeah, we would be like high as fuck <laughs> listening to Keys and Crates. Um, yeah, and then, uh, Odessa was another big yes, one. Yes, yes. I've seen Odessa twice and they are like top five performances like ever. Like they put on a motherfucking show. Like it's insane. Oh yeah. Yeah. Odessa's very whimsical. Cool. Very whimsical energy and very like colorful and Yeah. 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 I love and I love shows like that too. Like I love artists that really like emphasize color in their music and uh, you know it's not I, like I don't have like synesthesia or anything like that but you know like you can make colors you can associate colors with sounds from you know light displays that you saw at shows that you know complemented like what you were hearing and a big a big one for me for that was Skrillex mm -hmm. um I saw Skrillex at Navy Pier uh, when I was 18. And that shit, like, his, I just remember, like, the visuals are so, like, cartoonish in his right. show. And I love that so much. Like, um, you like, you don't even have to be on drugs to be, like, so, like, you know, intrigued by, like, what visuals are going to go with the sonic textures and yeah. i love that shit like i don't i don't like listen to edm a ton i'm more into like like uh the how i'm more into house mm. or ambient stuff like you right. know more minimalist sort of stuff but but even like e like even when you don't listen to stuff like that like regularly like if you experience it it can just be so so many sensory pleasures. Yeah, the, in those situations, the music in itself is mind altering. It can be overwhelming, you know, um, but like really, really beautiful. I saw Skrillex, I think at Electric Forest um, and it was super fun. I'm pretty sure I did a silent disco. Mm -hmm. um, so that was really cool too. But definitely like light design in itself is such like an artistic form. Um, and I just find it so interesting because that's not how my brain works. I could never make those associations or project that and share that with people of that capacity. So I find it really intriguing. But. Yeah, definitely. There's and there's people that study this shit, you know. Right, for real. And they get paid pretty good too. I feel so so bad for all the homies in the music industry right now that are just Dude, trying I, to get by uh, did you have you seen lindsey sterling no but i love her music she's wild dude she is a trip <laughs> she's she's a really because just what she does is just so remarkable you know mm -hmm. like her violin work like you know in sort of that big psychedelic rave setting is so unique and striking. And uh, I really hope she's having a good day today. Oh, 
all. Sending that love to our girl Lindsay. That on my girl Lindsay Sterling. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Excision's wild too. That's another wild one. Excision is intense. I love stuff like that, but I have to be like in the right mind. Like I have to be like high energy ready to just rock and roll but other times I'm like oh, I'm just gonna sit down <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I hear you that for sure um yeah so uh so Kat I guess the next I mean obviously with festival culture you know flow art becomes like an integral part of the experience for many and uh, I've interviewed a couple um people who have done flow art um and uh, it's you know, it's always kind of fun to hear like what your like first experience was like, you know, hooping or doing something like that. So I guess I'll let you sort of uh, take it away on like how you sort of like how you got started with doing it. Um, it was super random, actually. Before I had even really like dived in 100% to the EDM scene. Um, I was still living in Appleton um, and I was working at a head shop there. Um, and a girl that I worked with was like pretty into hooping, but like not a ton. She was more into hooping from like the jam band side of things, you know, like String Cheese Incident, Umbrace McGee, like that whole um, side of things. And she had made all of her own hoops with like, PVC piping pretty much that you get from like Ace Hardware or whatever. So she like made me my first tube. It was like enormous, like as tall as me, super heavy, you know, not like the smoothest thing, but I hadn't ever been able to hula hoop in my life, like not even keep it around my waist. But I was like, Fuck, I'll try it. Why not? It looks fun. And it has been just so much fun. It's been a journey, just unlocking new tricks. Um, is just so much fun and it's been kind of difficult for me because it's something that I want to share with people but as soon as I start recording myself or anything I get really in my head like I could perform in front of a group of people and be fine but something about the camera just mm -hmm. makes my heart like drop and I'm like okay I have to be perfect so that's been like my biggest challenge just getting over that mindset and being able to just boogie and not care what anyone thinks but yeah, I've been hooping now for about seven years. And whenever people see me, they're like, you're so good. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for like almost a decade. Like, I hope I would be okay. That's tight. That's dope. Yeah, I never got the hang of hula hooping either when I was younger. But um, <clears throat> I guess like the specific context that you're in, like just kind of because you're kind of grooving to whatever is going on um i get is i guess that might be what makes it easier and more accessible right yeah i think that's what draws a lot of people to it too and even recently there's been like a huge fitness boom involving hula hooping like you'll see it in advertisements for athletic wear and stuff like that it's definitely become very mainstream in just the fact that it's great exercise um but more so in it it's self-expression, you know, it's dance, it's movement, it's storytelling through movement, um, which I think anybody can relate to once they kind of let that wall of inhibitions down, you know, um, 
I, every time I bring my hoop to a show, some random person's like, can I play with your hula hoop? And I'll like, I'm so excited about it. I'm like, here, I'll show you a trick. Like, I just, I want to share that with people and it's so fun and people seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, totally. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, I think part of what's awkward about like just doing it by yourself and recording is it, it's an awkward interface, you know, and I, I can, I've kind of gotten that with like doing this show, you know, there's technical issues and it makes things just not be so smooth as it would be if like it was in person, you know? So I think that's something we've like universally had to cope with and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Even before like the pandemic, like I wouldn't consider myself technologically savvy per se. Up until the pandemic, I could do like Microsoft Word and Internet Explorer. And that was like the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. But um, I have learned a lot. I've made a couple YouTube videos and edited a bunch of stuff. And it's it's been a huge learning experience, but it definitely adds like a weird like middleman between like, you know, face-to-face -face interaction or that genuine energy that comes from being with people and sh yeah. sharing that with them uh, so with um with flow art with with hooping like i guess you know in the seven years you've done it like how do you feel it's, this is kind of a it's more of a broad question but just like how do you feel it's like it it really like enhances like the the live music experience um for you personally um I think the best way to describe it would just be synergy. Like really, it's not choreographed dance. So it's not something that somebody sits down and, and maps out a dance to you. It's just whatever erupts from your mind and your body. You know, you're just like totally flowing, you know, vibing with it. So it's definitely one of those things where you feel so connected to the music to the point where you can almost anticipate what's going to happen next in the song and you're just right there with it. You know, you don't miss a beat and that's, it just feels so good. It feels amazing to just dance. I miss dancing so much at shows and everything like, ugh. Oh, yeah, I get that totally. I'm not even like good at dancing, but I've always played on my awkwardness. Like when I do dance and, uh, always have fun you know like yeah. you can yeah, like dancing is is the movement of the soul it's i really miss it too um that's why we're having dance parties uh by ourselves out here these days <laughs> in our rooms we should have a zoom dance party i would love that cat let's do it <laughs> i'm so about it yeah um did you grow up dancing I did. I did. Um, it was kind of a weird journey for me. Um, I did a lot when I was a kid. I did a lot of the arts in general when I was a kid. And then in high school, I was like, I'm over this. I want to smoke weed with my friends. <laughs> we all get that point. Yeah. Right. So I kind of lost it. And hooping has been a great way to reintegrate that into my life. And further explore it and it's been really rewarding um 
but yeah, I definitely grew up dancing a lot and it's, it's just one of those things where if you don't use it, you lose it, you know, like language or anything else. And you're like, oh, I can, you know, it's like riding a bike. I could just pick it up and start doing it anytime, but it doesn't work like that. It's taken years for me to even understand my, like musicality again, you know, and like how beats sound and how it, it all kind of works and meshes together. But well, can't you just imagine how like, how like invigorating it's going to be when we get shows back and you can dive right back into it oh my gosh it's going to be wild it's going to be wild a bunch of people blocked out from shows for a couple of years going to a show it's going to be a lot of energy be a bunch of people be like fuck you COVID ah! right right I can I can already see like a couple of people like puking in garbage cans and mm. just riding that way you know oh yeah oh, and I even on just like the local like scale of like going to shows in the neighborhood and shit like I'm already anticipating that too um yeah I was I was actually gonna go to my first camping festival um, this past year, I was going to go to Desert Days in Arizona. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. It was like right yeah, by my would, house. It would, it would, <laughs> yeah. Be, it'd be in your backyard. <laughs> um, have you heard of Desert Days? Yes, I have. Um, I don't remember what the lineup was like. Um, was it more like, like rocky also, or more EDM y? It's all psychedelic mostly. Um, yeah, it's it's it emphasizes a lot of like psychedelic and weird shit, like a lot of experimental shit, um, indie shit. But there's also like Wu Tang Clan is there as well. Right. Um, but I was gonna go with my buddy, uh, and it would have been my first camping festival. But obviously, uh, that got shelved. But I hope I hope it comes back in the future. And uh, if I'm in Arizona, I'll let you know. Um. <laughs> well, I won't be here much longer then. I'm moving back to Milwaukee. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Um, what well, What brought you out there originally? Just needed a change. I definitely was in a weird point in my life and felt like I had kind of set, my, set myself up for a lot of negativity and, and stuff. So I just needed a clean state, a clean slate, a fresh start. And um, I have a friend who lives out here and I was like, fuck it, like, can I crash with you for a little while? And um, everything just ended up working out really, really well. And I did my yoga teacher training. So it, it was really a blessing to be able to have the opportunity to come out here. And I mean, it's great. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But so is Milwaukee. I mean, they're both amazing places to live, just very different. Yeah, totally. I get that. Well, I guess uh, we'll be seeing you back here soon then. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, are you like, do you feel like you're ready to come back or? It's definitely bittersweet. I feel ready. Um, I have a lot of goals in mind already and a lot of plans mapped out. Um, but I'm not ready to leave the weather. I just, having sunshine every day just does something 
it just, it's magical. Even you could have the worst day and you're like, that's eh, fucking great outside. You know what I mean? Like you can't really be that mad. Dude, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I need to like bring up sense. <laughs> oh no, 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 not at all. Like I, I hear you like, that's like, I love Milwaukee a ton. Um, I have no reason to leave, but I hate the weather here. Like I, you know, I feel like it's easier to deal with excessive heat than it is bitter bone chilling cold. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I've been to South by Southwest a couple of times, so I've seen myself maybe living in Austin. Uh, oh, some so awesome. Yeah. Austin is so fucking dope. Um, but you know, anywhere that's just hot, warm and, uh, like you, like you described, just very bright, you know, I mean, that's a very, uh, that's a big thing for me. I mean, my, my mental health is like often pretty like contingent on not, I mean, not necessarily contingent, but just kind of how I feel day to day has a lot to do with like, you know, the weather. And if I'm able to like get outside for some fresh air, like uh, that makes me tick. Like I've never lived out in like a climate like that, but that would be hard for me to let go of. Yeah, I mean, even in the summer, every everyone has a pool, so like it can be 110 degrees, but you have Hell a pool, yeah. so it's fine. But like in the winter, it's like you can't really balance that out. But where Arizona excels, and you know, it's warm climate. I've from in my experience, it doesn't excel in the warmth of its people like it does in Wisconsin like even just walking down the street and saying hi to your neighbor or when people think that's weird they're like you know I don't know it's just a different it's definitely energy, a midwestern a thing vibe. right or even just I don't know just the warmth of people like the community like coming together you know like helping each other out and it's just a different here and I mean the political mindset is definitely very extreme and very different than what I grew up with and what I identify with and what I'm used to which is scary sometimes are there a lot of like Trumpers out there <laughs> you have no idea you have no idea dude that's wild I mean there's I mean there's plenty of Trumpers in Wisconsin too but I think the difference is a key thing is that we still, it's still pretty like collectivist here in the Midwest where like people love to, there's a huge family oriented culture here where people, like you said, look after each other and like, you know, everyone's very friendly and like, even if people like don't agree on shit, like people still hang out like all the fucking time, like you know, that's, that's like not really a big issue out here in like Wisconsin, but right. like, I'm sure it's, yeah, it's different outside of it. But here's an interesting question that um, has, I've asked on, in, on the show in the past is what was your last show before COVID? Oh my gosh. I have a horrible memory. Let me think uh st patty's day 
No, I think it was before that. I think it was at Shady Park and I think it was in January, beginning of January and it was Jade Cicada. Okay. Which is another EDM artist. He's like really, really cool. Like very nerdy. He'll sample like um, quotes from like Rick and Morty or like um, South Park and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really fun. But I think that was my last show. Okay. Sounds quirky. Um, yeah. I I mean I saw a lot of local shows up to that point um like up to the weekend everything shut down you know but the last like big like high profile show was actually like the monday before everything shut down and i went to go see wilco at the sylvie in madison and people were like i remember like the lead singer was like making jokes about like because he had like a cough and he was like oh I think I'm sick, not, but not the virus though. Like, and everyone was like laughing, you know, like ah, uh -huh. he's talking about the, like the pandemic. But then like literally five days later, everyone was like, holy fuck, we need to like stay home and not see our friends. Um, so that was my last like big show. Um, it really was like a joke at first or it felt like one even though it's not funny, obviously, but like my, like my fiance was bringing it up from, you know, December, January, like following the things that were happening in China. And I was like, we don't need to talk about it. Like that's never going to affect us. Like we're fine. And then it did. And I was like, oh shit, this is real as fuck. Like a lot of people are dying. <laughs> like, yeah, still are to this day, still are. Yeah. Obviously like we can't, it'd be irresponsible to like ease up on the protocols or, you know, do anything too soon right now because, yeah, you know, we still have to take everything as seriously as possible. But I have seen some people say that, you know, by the end of like this year, that like shows will likely return in maybe a limited capacity, um, which, you know, is is uh very like warming to look to look forward to and to think about where it's like wow we got through a whole year of this shit and i mean it's far from over but you know the vaccine the vaccine is out and i know cases are like i saw recently the cases are like slowly dropping now which is which is good but you know, I, I mean, I, I fucking miss live music as much as the next guy, you know, like it's, it's what gives me lifeblood, but you know, I just know that once we, once it's safe to do and like it returns into the, the cycles of our lives, it's going to be back and better than ever. And people are going to never take it for granted again. Right. And people are going to see people they haven't seen in so long and they're going to just embrace each other in that culture of love that already, um, that already like definitely thrives in, you know, that live 
music culture like alone given the fact that we all went through a societal trauma a global trauma really it's going to be mean more to us than it ever has before and uh, i'm definitely like i anticipate that a lot you know it's it's going to be very special yeah it's definitely like a light at the end of the tunnel um but I mean, like, they're already doing shows here in Arizona, like, with, like, um, they'll have, like, squares. Okay. Um, like, blocked off. And then, like, you and your friends, like, are in, like, this fenced-in kind of oh, yeah. area. Um, they also do, like, like bubbles where there will be, like, a little bubble. that like Yeah, I saw, like, the friends. Flaming Lips did something like that or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they're doing stuff like that out here. I just am not the type of person to, I just feel like people are being very hasty about it. Um, We're so Americans, gonna... of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I know, but they should have listened to Treebeard, like, don't be hasty. They should have, yeah, they should have listened to the fucking tree. He knew what he was talking about. I know. <laughs> Master Mary Adok. <laughs> Um, I love the Lord of the Rings. Same! It's like my shit. Thank God. I had all the extended editions on DVD. I need to watch those again. It's been years. Um, we did the marathon when shutdown first happened. We're like, this is the perfect opportunity. <laughs> it comes in pints. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I one. Yeah. Well, dude, Kat, this is so much fun to like talk to you and hang out and uh, you know bond over live music and talking about your flow art a little bit and uh you know uh surviving in these current times um you know it's it's hard because one of the main catalysts for our joy um for not only you and i but for many with uh, the absence of live shows has been very hard um but it will be there it will always be there and it's waiting for us at the end of the, like you said, at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I've also gotten into so much good shit during quarantine. Like I've been listening to so much wild ass shit. And I'm so excited to like see more shows that I wouldn't have seen before. Pre-COVID. Right. A lot of great things have happened. Like I don't want to look back at this and... 20 years and be like, oh my God, 2020, you know, catastrophe, disaster, you know. A lot of beautiful things have come from it. And just, I think it's really like as society, just like opened up our eyes to a lot of things. Like even now, like I'll be watching TV or whatever and it'll be like a movie and someone will like kiss each other on the cheek or like take food off of their plate. And I'm like, disgusted, you know? <laughs> like, I've noticed that too, yeah. <laughs> or you look at like, old photos of like big groups of people um, right you're like wow that is so unsanitary just reckless reckless behavior yeah dude look at all the there's probably so many like particles floating around <laughs> yeah even yeah. just like in the restaurant industry like i think it's made a lot of people realize like how unsanitary how unsanitary a lot of things were um but yeah I saw a tweet about bowling alleys, about how we used to stick our three fingers in these holes in this giant ass ball that 
got reused several times a day by various people. <laughs> like recreation centers, you know, probably are cesspools. Like, right. you ever, were you around for Up Down? Oh yeah, the, um, the arcade. The arcade bar on yeah. Brady. Like, I know, and I know it's still been open too, but like, I imagine like, you know, without like the safety protocols, without like people wearing masks or gloves or shit, there's probably so many strains of bacteria that go in and out of that place. Yeah, dude, for real. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, these are, these are things to think about on the other side, but, um, and that's not a slight at Uptown. I, I love Uptown. It's a great place, but, right. yeah. you know, it's just, it's just the context of like, you know, the industry and like what, what you do there, you know, but I digress. Anyway, Kat, this was a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, this was really fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're great people. I hope we can catch a show sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, um, I'll probably be back end of March or April, so we should link up and do something. Bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, before we go, I ask everyone the same two questions on the way out. Uh, Kat, first is, uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, anxiety, overthinking. Um, I don't want to bring like zodiac into it but i'm a virgo and i I'm analyze a I'm a oh virgo. i'm a capricorn moon you're a capricorn right oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're like uh twin flames yeah okay sure that's a good way to put it i was gonna say we're um flip signs right but yeah so i'm very much like over analyzing things observing things to like the point of delusion at times um and i'll just lay in bed and be like wow i can't believe i said that to that person three years ago they'll probably never look at me the same you know just very extreme analyzing that is pointless yeah i <laughs> that's me so i mean if that's the internal you you know like your moon then that's me like all the time like I overanalyze and judge myself and fucking rip myself apart for therapy has helped remind me that everyone's thinking about themselves you know they're not thinking about us you know they're not right. like most of the time you know it's like you have nothing to worry about you create those scenarios in your head right. what puts you to sleep uh, other than weed, <laughs> um, uh, I love a good book. Um, I just like to relax before bed and unwind. And I've always been very imaginative and kind of um, the flip side of that coin of like being too in my head. Sometimes it, it works out in my favor because I can just take myself to another reality, another world through literature and just it just eases my comfort and, you know, kind of helps me feel like everything is okay in the world. <laughs> it's a good escapism. Yeah. Good. That's wonderful. What are you reading now? Right now I'm reading a book called The Butterfly Cabinet. Um, it is a historical piece about Ireland in the 1860s. 
and about um, motherhood, really about um, this like mistress of this huge estate who has all of these children. And um, I'm sure you know from an Irish family um, that like discipline used to be very extreme and intense. So very much, it's a big Catholic right, thing in general. Right. So this main character, her disciplinary tactics on her children were very extreme and she ended up accidentally killing one of her kids. So she like goes to prison and it's kind of like this huge story. There's like some political nuances in it as well, but it's really interesting. Wow. Well, ain't that some shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that does sound interesting for sure. Um, yeah, um, well, great. Uh, Thank you again so much for joining me tonight. Uh, this was great. Um, so for everyone watching, uh, we'll be getting live music back uh, eventually, one of these days. Um, but you know, keep being safe. And uh, on the on the other side of it, we're not taking it for granted. We're going to go to all the shows. We're going to go to festivals. We're going to. Pay attention to those awesome flow artists that uh, are moving and grooving. And uh, yeah, so thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.